WBNG Ed Talks, a simple discussion about sometimes complex military education benefits. I'm Dr. Sherry Schaefer, Education Services Officer for the West Virginia National Guard, and we have gone road tripping. That's right, we are on the road in the great state of Ohio to sit down and talk education benefits with our counterparts in the Ohio National Guard. Joining myself, Sergeant First Class Jason Wilson and Miss Lisa Jordan from our West Virginia team, is Markham Pfeiffer, Education Services Officer, Daniel Yaboa, GI Bill Manager, and Lonnie Kirby, the Scholarship Program Manager. Welcome to Ed Talks. Glad to have you all here. (laughs) It's a big group. This is not usually how we do this, but glad you're all here. And this is the first time we've taken the show on the road, so that's pretty exciting. We're glad to have um, this opportunity, glad we could share it with all of you. So take just a minute and tell me a little bit about yourself and what you do for your education services office. So I guess, Markham, we can start with you. Well, as Dr. Schaefer said, I am the education services officer, so I cover all the education resources programs as well as employment services. Sergeant Yaboa? Uh, my name is uh, Sergeant Yaboa. Uh, I've been in this position since 2017. I manage the uh, GI Bill for the Ohio National Guard uh, Army side soldiers. And uh, anything on GI Bill, either tab, kicker, uh, training, and all that good stuff. I've been doing this for a while, so. You're a pro. Absolutely. <laughs> and I met my co-pro today. Right. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Don't Wilson. tell him that, please. <laughs> need to know. And Lonnie, what about you? My name is Lonnie Kirby. I'm the Ohio National Guard Scholarship Program Manager, which provides scholarship benefits to both the Ohio Air and Army National Guard members. And I've been in this position. It'll be five years this July. So, Markham, how long have you been in your position? Uh, in September, it'll be four years. So each of you have been here for a little while, and I think that's a really big benefit for having the long-term coverage because, you know, in a lot of these positions, there is some high turnover, don't you agree? Absolutely, and um, we've openly said this, many of the ESOs, that the way to have consistency um, is to keep people in place and keep that knowledge in place no matter what. Well, there's a little bit of a brain trust, right? It's it's it, it takes time to get your position to know the ins and the outs of it, all of the systems we deal with. I mean, from gyms to IPSA to IPERMS. I mean, good grief! And then the state programs have their own systems, and oh goodness, Army Ignited. We could go on and on and on. So let me ask you this, Um, due to the federal education benefits like GI Bill, federal tuition assistance, credentialing assistance, and even testing, we have a lot of similarities or crossover of functionality in what we do. So on that note, can you speak, uh, and maybe just take turns here, to the common roadblocks that you see for utilizing these programs? I mean, there are some common issues that are that are popping up all the time. I think I think what consistently what we have seen, and this is again with the other states as well, is that the correct dissemination of information and how it's getting to the the right person. So, despite the fact that we're putting stuff on social media and putting on um, distros and everywhere else, we're still getting the junior enlisted person that has no idea how to sign up for specific. Uh, resources or programs and the the most basic thing of hey scholarship covers this or GI Bill covers this or FTA covers this they don't know the basics of that so then they're in the wrong direction and we have to steer them back back to the right way of doing things um, I mean I can speak to when it comes to the GI Bill side of the house um, I, I would say that uh, 
missing documentation or have making sure the documentation are in the right place um, it, it goes a long way because uh, when it comes to we can go to the, the education support center and say make this person eligible for GI Bill or, or kicker if the contract is not there or the document to prove or to back it is not in place so those those were bigger setbacks if we ensure that right documentation are in the IPROMs when the GIB manager goes in there to process the soldier, it becomes painless and then they don't have to even feel it. We just do it right away. They don't even have to know it. And then when they go to the VA to apply for it, it'll be there. But if it's not, then obviously we can do nothing. And if you can call the soldier or doesn't not tracking the soldier is back from IEDT, then obviously we're not gonna process them. The soldier will get denied and then they have to call uh, Jason or myself to actually go into the system to see what actually happened. We might take days or let's say 30 day window. So I would say documentations are a bigger setback for me being a GI Bill manager and making them eligible for their GI Bill. Would you agree on that? I do. Uh, yeah, it, it, it does set back because if they apply too early before uh, their their coding has been changed to give them the eligibility for that benefit and the VA knows that that's their eligibility, um, then they get denied and they're, they're waiting that 30 day period uh, and for nothing because they just applied too early before they actually had been changed. Now the state tuition assistance programs with, with Lisa and Lonnie, they're, they're, that's where we see the stark differences, but I'm sure there are some similarities too with the, like Markham said. Yeah, I, I, what I was seeing talking with Lisa is, is absolutely, there are finer details that are, are different between the, the state programs, but the general overall issues that, that we discussed are, are still similar. I mean, there's still invoicing issues between the schools and the state program. Um, one of the, the common things, though, I think across all the education programs is it's kind of like the telephone game where if I tell you something in your ear and it, by the time it gets around the table, the story has totally changed. Um, and I find that to be the case mostly down at the unit level where one soldier's experience, he tells his buddy and that's misinterpreted. Absolutely. And the, by the time that the, the, you get to the actual, what were you told at that soldier level, it is so far off the truth and the facts that it's like, how did you arrive at that, that conclusion? But it, it is, it's just miscommunication, especially at the, at, I find that it's at the unit level where that unit level person, they may not be using the scholarship program or haven't used it in years, and so their point of view on any issue comes from either a historical or a third party information that they've received, and they're telling their unit members this, and it's it's gets way off track. And as we all know, and, and Lisa, you know, our folks, we can attest to this too, programs change, they evolve. Yes. Mm -hmm. And so what someone did five years ago, two years ago, 10 years ago, whatever, may not be in the, the situation today. Absolutely. Wouldn't you agree? And I, I, we've been saying, um, and I've talked to multiple entities in the building about this, is that we have to be pushing consistently that your career is your career. So take Put the onus and the, put the, put this back in your hands. You have access to IPSA on the self-service side. You have access to IPERMs. 
make sure your high school diploma is in there, make sure your transcripts are in there, make sure in IPSA your civilian education is completely updated to, the, to get to the point where this won't prevent you from getting a resource or won't prevent you from when you go um, have a promo board, you, we in turn won't be shot down because you don't have necessary or requisite um, forms in place as, as, as should be. So one of the issues that we have, and Markham, you touched on this a minute ago, is really spreading the word on our various programs. Um, so how, how are you working to overcome that here in Ohio? Because I know what we're doing. You know, we're doing our podcasts. We're doing social media. We're, we're, we're trying to brief and all these things. But what are you doing here? So, there, I mean, it's always the several fold of, like, hey, the initial thing is the Frago, which obviously we know that people may or not, may not read. And then we're pushing stuff through the distros, and we're working with the public affairs office. They're pushing stuff through their social medias. We're doing in-person trainings. We're having flyers with QR codes. We're doing all this stuff, you know, several layers of doing coverage, and still there's still people falling through the cracks. So we're trying to figure out how to work through that, do things differently, do things like podcasts. We're, we're going to start doing, um, so hopefully in the next couple of months, start doing short training videos that PAO is going to push out for us and see what happens beyond that and then keep readjusting and, and, and going forward from there. I was just going to add on to that, that with our new scholarship site, there's also, we now have the ability to send blast email messages yeah, and we, we can that. target those. I can target blast messages to the units. I can send messages to the individual student applicants, to the school staff, and we're, we're sending basically a quarterly new news and updates on the program and and I think that is starting to help because by you don't want to overwhelm the communications because then people stop reading them but if you send out regular communications of highlights and key points that starts filtering down and, and we're seeing the the long-term effect of them where that word of mouth starts hey did you get this message and you know like for the FTA changes and the problems with Army Ignited by communicating directly with the constituency that you're targeting we are finding that we can address a lot of these issues but again it, it, you have to find a nice balance between over communicating to the point where they don't read what they're sent, the length of the message has to be appropriate because they won't read past the first, right. first sentence in some cases. But but I think that open communication, the ability to communicate directly with the party that you're trying to address has also been a very positive benefit. I know as an ESO, speaking of Markham, um, you know, we have so many things that we have to focus on, and even down to to the GI Bill manager, to to state tuition assistance, we all have so much to do. These are these are high tempo positions. Um, we can get really complacent with the communication piece if we're not careful. Um, we're blessed in West Virginia that our public affairs team, if if I send them information like I need this updated on our webpage, they they you know they're pretty on it. Um, so, you know, it, it's important to, that we, we have to keep this in mind because things do change and, and, and there's new avenues of communication available all the time. Um, if you could give one piece of advice to make a service member's life easier in terms of utilizing their education benefits, what would that be? I think, I mean, that's, that's a It's a big question, thing. isn't it? Yeah, right. So, um, the, uh, part of it is this is your career this is your life it's not someone else's take it upon yourself take ownership 
and ask the right questions. So don't skip steps. Start with your readiness NCO. If they don't have the question, reach out to the education office and one of the team here will, will, will answer it for you. But you have to be consistently on top of it and don't just assume that things are gonna happen because you want them to. They have to happen because you're, you're staying on top of it and you're following up and following up and following up. Because what, what we don't want is, the end goal is to give you everything that we promised you on the contract. And so the end goal always is to make sure that, hey, if you wanna to go to school, let's make sure you're signed up for everything. You're getting the full amount of benefits and that the team education as a whole is, is trying to get you to the finish line no matter what. I think, Lonnie, you said in a conversation earlier that the benefits aren't going to come to you. You have to go to the benefit. Right. They, they do have to seek them out. Um, acknowledging that today's Guard member has responsibilities, you know, family, careers themselves, they're going to school, they're deploying, their time is a precious resource. And so that... that uh, one of those small pieces is stay educated on your benefits. I always tell them, don't be afraid to pick up that phone. Start with your leadership. Use your chain of command first. But like Markham just said, don't hesitate to call a member of the education office and get their direct answer to eliminate that telephone game. Call the resource that you need. Ask brief, short questions. Know what your your goal is, and address it directly. Uh, I would say that, uh, like Markham said, they need to just take ownership of their uh, benefits, and uh, part of taking ownership means uh, for the GI Bill, uh, they have to call to verify their enrollment at the end of the month. Uh, that's the last piece that gets a lot of people. Even though you apply for a, a school, send your grades to the VA. If you do not call to verify your enrollment at the end of the month to let the, the VA know that you're still in school, the, the payment is not coming. And then that's where we get all the phone calls and stuff like that. And then tying a little bit back to uh, what we already talked about, uh, educating the Renaissance CEOs like we've been doing over here in Ohio, monthly trainings where mm -hmm. we give them a lot of information about NGB updates and stuff like that. We are entrusting the information on them to give it to the soldiers. Because if we give it to them and then they don't pass it out, we are not going nowhere. So that's showing accountability, making sure that we hold our leadership accountable. So asking questions will be the first step. Ask, because if you don't know, once you ask, somebody might know the information or point toward the right direction. So they shouldn't stop asking when it comes to, that's why they joined. The recruiter told them, you're gonna get, go to school, you have to ask questions to where can I get this information that made me join. And also, um, I think that our education incentive office makes a, plays a major or vital role in the soldier's life. Because most of them join because of what we do for right. them. So technically, and I asked a, a, a retention officer one before, if you have a bottle and then you try to put water in the, in the bottle and there's a hole at the bottom of the bottle, is, is, is it ever gonna get full? It's not gonna get full, right? Once you pour the water through the bottle, it's gonna go run completely out. But if you seal it, um, then obviously, if you put more water in there, you're gonna fill it out eventually. It looks like we uh, we have to strategize and try to get these soldiers to understand what the, these benefit, how to use it, utilize it, and recap on it. That way they can stick. Because if you train these soldiers and they, they serve their six years and then I'm like, hey, I'm done with school, I'm out of here. All the training and investments in them, they're gonna help the entire public. Like, they're technically, they're not staying 
to actually educate and nurture the upcoming soldiers who just joined yesterday or last month or who is in the AIT or basic. Uh, so we all have a major role in making sure we are training them and giving them what it takes to stay, to retain them to help develop and help everybody else grow to be a better soldier. I don't think I could have put that any better. Right. <laughs> and the only thing I would add is mom and dad can help you, but you raised your hand, you joined the military, and yes, mom and dad are probably helping you pay, but you took that responsible step of making a commitment to join the military. Now, don't back off, don't let up. Continue to be, become an adult and pursue your own educational benefits. Even your unit, your unit is there to help you, but your unit readiness NCO and mom and dad aren't going to classes for you. They're not going to drill for you. They're not going to basic training for you. Step up and yes, you have a lot of responsibilities in life. This is just one of them. It, it's really about managing your life, managing your resources and prioritizing your life. Exactly. Yeah. Can I add a little bit? Oh, sure. <laughs> uh, yes. So uh, I, I want to add to, to uh, that uh, transfer for the kitchen benefit is one of our biggest um, where soldiers find themselves rumbling a little bit because um, sometimes it comes to the catch. They need to understand that, including myself, that the transfer of education benefit is not an entitlement. So it is an, it's, a, it's a retention tool to keep you and myself here for an additional four years. Now, if you cannot serve that four years, that means you are not eligible to uh, tell. What that means is that the, the benefit is not going away so long as you are eligible. It's just that you are stuck with that benefit. And I do get a lot of people or soldiers who doesn't want to go to school. They're done with school. They could pass that money, a lot of money, to their spouses or children, help them that because college is very, very expensive. So in order to make your service count for them to benefit that my daddy served, my mom served, and I'm using that money to go to school, you have to make sure, first of all, as soon as you gain eligibility, for the post I'm having GI Bill, you have to make sure you are transferring to your dependents right away. I do get a lot of people say that, hey, what if I want to use it? I'm not sure if I want to go to school. And it's not like a one-time done deal transaction. It's some, you can go in there and take it back for yourself so long as you have not actually used that benefit. And then also, if you transfer, and let's say if you become, um, if you got injured, you, you're getting out, you don't have to serve that four years. You can get out and it, it follows you. But if you did not transfer and you come and I get a lot of phone calls from say hey, I'm I'm gonna retire to uh, next month, they told me to call you about my my yeah. GI bill, and I'd be like when is it, when are you retiring? How many more years you have? I'm, I'm retiring next month. There's nothing I can do for you. If you have a tab, you say yeah. Are you going to school? No. Nope. You stuck with 36 months of benefit, a lot of money here, yeah, 25,000 almost for your dependents to go to school and you stuck with it. It's gonna be mean. Um, um, what you call it, useless. So pretty much, to cut everything short, they need to transfer or something to become eligible, and then at some point, if they want to make changes, they can make changes, take it back for themselves. Six years for spouses, 10 years for children. If you transfer for your spouse when you hit six year mark, extend for that four years, when you hit the 10th year mark, you can just add your children to it, and then you can get out that way if, if that's what you want to do. Make but your career yes. a legacy. If you don't transfer right. early, and then you become a victim of any type of board action, MRB, QRB, 
uh, MEB, PEB, all that stuff is the done deal. You can transfer it, you're stuck with it. So it's a lot of money, and I want to advise uh, or every soldier out there, as soon as, as right now, since COVID 19 is here, a lot of them became eligible. If you are eligible for this benefit and do you don't want to go to school, do it now and then now and now and now. I can't stress that enough. <laughs> you know, one thing we're seeing a, a shift in our state too is. is more folks are looking toward the technical degrees or the certifications, the licensures. Are you seeing that here in Ohio too? Absolutely. That, that's yes. actually why our scholarship program just opened up to what we refer to them as non-traditional education programs because they're not your associate and bachelor's degrees. They're certifications, licenses, diplomas, and that is absolutely the, the trend a good trend. People are focusing their education careers on their true goals in life. It's, you know, I want to become this. The path may not be that traditional bachelor's degree. If I want to become an electrician or a plumber, and if that's Truck what driver, I really enjoy, whatever. yeah, whatever <laughs> it may be, you, you should design and plan your education path just like you do the, your career path. Put your end goal in sight and work backwards to where you are today. And how do I get from today to what I really want to be doing in life? And that may still be an associate's or bachelor's degree, but it it doesn't have to be. It it can be whatever you want to make of it of your life. Well, and for our soldiers, the credentialing program has opened the door to um, stackable credentials. Or even if you you may have a degree, but to make you a little more versatile or a little more trained, you can get those credentials to assist you. Especially like in the IT field. Right, I mean, that's, that's a one huge one. Big ones is the ITs, yeah. IT departments. Well, this has been too much fun. Someone <laughs> someone was told me that in education we share everything from teaching tools to best practices, and that's one of the many reasons we journeyed up to see all of you to get a firsthand look at what you're doing in your state, to be inspired, and, and we can't say enough about networking and how valuable that is. So thank you all for joining us today on Ed Talks. We appreciate you being here. Well, thank welcome. you for having me. Exactly, thank you. So join us next time on WVNG Ed Talks when we will get back to our regular schedule and discuss testing options. To test or not to test, that will be the question. WVNG Ed Talks, tune in, turn it up, and join the conversation.